Welcome to a special edition of the interview series from the Retail Exchange in New York. Hosted by Carl McKeever, brought to you in association with Visual Thinking, inspiring retail performance. You're listening to the Retail Exchange, and my name is Carl McKeever. I'm thrilled to be sitting here with Roy Sullivan, who is the National Director for Window Presentation for Macy's, an iconic department store known around the world. Welcome. Thank you. So we're going to talk all things windows, and uh, we're going to be really trying to get under under your skin a little bit on what are you doing with the windows, what's important within windows, and how do you use windows to really create that amazing Macy's experience. So first of all, let's let's talk uh, about um, Macy's as a brand. People have heard about it. Um, it's known all the way around the world, and especially for its Christmas windows. Tell us a little bit about what makes the Macy's Christmas windows so special? I'll give you a little history about Macy's windows. Um, Arch Macy himself, who was the founder of Macy's, started the animated windows back in 1870s. We had an original store on 14th Street, and he was the first one to decide to install windows for the holiday season that didn't include any merchandise. It was about storytelling. And then later on, we moved up to the 34th Street location, which is our big flagship store. And uh, we continued this tradition till today, really. So storytelling is a is a phrase which is much used at the moment. Um, but Macy's, I guess, was the first. Yes, Macy's was the first uh creating animated windows and really focusing on a beautiful um, story around Christmas time. A lot of stores at the time would uh, install merchandise in the window or have sales, but Arch Macy really wanted to, what he called a gift to the city, give a gift to the city and his customers. Um, And so he decided to install animated windows. And uh, animated windows, which I'm referring to, was not just, um, you know, uh, beautiful props, but he also added movement to the actual windows as well. So tell us about your role at Macy's as the National Director for Window Presentation. What does that involve? So, you know, a lot of people um, say, you know, what is that? You do mannequins. And I always laugh and I say, yes, it's mannequins and other things. So Macy's has over almost 600 doors and we have almost 200 doors that have windows. So not only we install holiday windows or flower show windows, um, which are our second biggest installation, but we do seasonal changes, um, including trend changes and also events like Mother's Day, Father's Day, back to school. So this is not only happening in Harold Square, which is our biggest store, but we have 10 doors that are um, also extremely large locations for us and very much um, uh, a walking, what we call a walking by stores where uh, a lot of pedestrians would walk by. So these are what we call our flags. And then the rest of our 150 doors um, that have windows also install um, seasonal changes each you know, season. So as the director in charge of this, what's, what's the breadth of your remit? So, you know, it's I oversee the changes and I oversee the installation, but really the best part of my job is connecting with the merchants as well as the marketing team 
and understanding what's happening for the season or for the year, really, truly, and then designing. Designing is my favorite part of my job, so, and the creative portion of my job. So designing, installing, and rolling it out to the stores is really the gist of my job. And, and what kind of help do you have in terms of coming up with these amazing concepts? You Presumably you have a team that's uh, you know, working in the background <laughs> alongside with you. Well, it's not a huge team. So um, it's, you know, three people in Herald Square that specifically work on the national rollouts with me. And then it grows as, you know, we have a team in um, Herald Square that installs it. And then in the other stores, we have dedicated uh, visual merchandisers that have a dotted line to me. Since you joined the role in 2014, uh, and I think, did you join the business then in 2014? No, I had worked for Bloomingdale's for a long time, and I had worked for Macy's before that, Um, but I came back to Macy's about six years ago, and I had the men's and uh, kids' department as my focus in visual merchandising in the what we call the central offices. So I worked and and um, designed uh, installations for men's and kids. But then after around five years ago, I decided to take over the windows and I became the windows director. And in the last five years since you've been at the helm, how has the approach changed? What are you doing now uh, for Macy's that they, you know, is doing differently? Well, I think a lot of it is the same and a lot of it is different. So, you know, Macy's windows or any window installation is really, um, it's about the art and the composition. So that continues. And I've, I've, I think always, uh, if you are doing a good job, you should be paying attention to that, the artfulness and the composition. Second part of it is really trends and uh, how we portray that to the customer. So, you know, I focus on that as well. And I think before that, the, the Macy's brand had focused on that. But what I think we've added in the past five years is more animation and, you know, obviously, uh, what we're calling uh, more experimental and experiential um, thoughts and ideas. And what that includes is most likely during the holiday season, we'll have interactive windows. During the flower show installations, we will have animation and movement in the windows. And also it's really always, always has been about engaging the customer. So we are going to always engage the customer as Arch Macy did himself. The department store sector is particularly challenging right now. Um, a lot of big name brands are under some distress. Um, what do you think are the biggest challenges for you and your team, especially as you are looking to create this theatre and excitement and this experiential through the windows? So for us, the biggest challenge, honestly, is the fact that we have so many requests and basically the over the full uh, calendar year, we have the, the vendors as well as marketing teams, as well as um, merchants requesting windows, and we're not able to meet all the requests. If you can believe it, the windows are booked over a year in advance. So um, one of the things that we still see in window display and installation is the need and want of the windows. So we've not seen a change uh, because people may be shopping online or not possibly coming into the store. People are still coming in and looking at the windows. So this the request has been 
ongoing. So that's really what our challenge is to meet all the requests. So yours is more of a challenge of how do you keep keep pace with the demands and, and, and keep it moving forward. Which is interesting because so many department stores have also looked at taking out windows and freeing up that space for other merchandise or bringing in additional brands and, you know, creating almost that connection from the street to the store, but taking the window as the kind of almost the separator out. Has uh, Macy's got a a stance on that or is it that the windows is still such an integral part of, of the experience? Yes, I think that Macy's continues in believing the windows as well as creating that experience of the passerby um, walking by the windows. Like I I say many times uh, when people ask me, I say I'm in the experience business and in, in the storytelling business. So what we really are trying to do is create memories for people. Um, we invest Macy's has always invested in windows, whether they're for a holiday season or a flower show or an event. Uh, it, it really doesn't matter. It's an investment on Macy's part. And it's really what I call investing in love equity. And what we're really doing is keeping the brand in the eye of the customer and creating the love of the brand. So in order to, you know, continue that, it's an investment that Macy's continues to make in Windows. And I think many people forget that windows are actually a footfall driver. And I think when so many stores are, uh, in a sense, almost self-cannibalizing with their online presence and doing other things in third parties or whatever, you know, the power of the windows to generate crowd-pleasing moments where people will literally uh, come in as a tourist or as a family in the city, you know, bring their kids and stand outside and have a family experience. I think that is, 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 is potentially undervalued by... By a lot of retailers. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I definitely know what you're talking about and I see it in some of the other retailers, but I'm very lucky to work for Macy's where it's definitely something the company believes in and invests in. You know, we have couple events like the little event called um, the Thanksgiving Parade, which takes place obviously Thanksgiving and after the Super Bowl, I think it's the most watched um, television show in the United States. So this is something that Macy's does, uh, invests in these types of events because of the, you know, the customer and the love of the brand, the customer feels. This um, fireworks is another one. And the holiday windows is the third on the list for us as far as what we invest in and uh, look at as, as creating brand love. Now, what I always say is coming to the to the store and looking at the windows um, is really ha- something that's become part of a tradition in a family. So if you have seen it as a child, uh, came to see a Christmas window or a flower show window or a great installation, you will remember that, and you've you know we've created a memory for you and your family. So then, hopefully, you will come back, and then you'll bring your children or your friends, and and it continues on. And that's really what we're looking at is that type of engagement for for what the windows you know give our customers. 
So no pressure at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the huge events that you plan for, how long in advance are you thinking? I mean, look, I, I guess most people today, you ask them, you know, people listening in now are thinking, what are they having for their supper? What are they going to be doing at the weekend or whatever? I guess your timescales are a little far out than that. Yes, 100%. We are, like I said, the windows are um, dedicated almost a year in advance. So uh, with the holiday windows, it's... Uh, almost 11 months in advance where we begin the process. Uh, with Flower Show, which is, like I said before, our second biggest installation, it's about eight months prior. And other windows are six six months to, you know, or, or a little bit less. Sometimes they are faster if there's an event involved or uh, PR uh, has you know uh, requested a window. But other than that, they're really thought out well in advance. With the emphasis on digital and how that's revolutionising retail, um, is any of that impacting in terms of how you go about building and designing windows? Is is digital or you know becoming a, a feature? You know, you mentioned animations, but you know, it, which is more important, or is it about both? I think it's about both. I think it depends on the installation. Sometimes the the installation may require a very modern take. Sometimes it's a traditional take. So um, I think we use really all kinds of applications to get our ideas executed. We use a lot of LED screens. Um, you know, it used to be years ago when I worked at Macy's, I was a scenic painter and, you know, the uh, window director was Linda Fargo, and she would ask, you know, can you paint a forest scene or whatever that was? You know, we no longer do that, obviously. We create uh, large C prints or whatever that may be, um, digital prints. And now, of course, there's more messaging involved, so you may need to get involved with maybe. Uh, letting the customer know something's new or something is uh, exciting or there's an ad campaign that may be taking place, you know, either within the store or on possibly social media. So we would want to show that. So then there's more digital and LED involved. Um, and I think it's a great use of it too. I think the customer likes it. They're attracted to it. And, you know, the ease of changing content is there, um, where if something is more traditionally hand-painted or printed, it may not be. But then there's uh, times, for example, around the more artistic installations where we ask and create we ask artists to create pieces that are more handmade, and I think the customer is looking for that. One of the big trends in, in fashion retail has been around collaborations. And you mentioned there that you, you invite some artists. What are some of the collaborations that you've had? And, and, and is, is that different there? Because, you know, if you're running it yourself and if you're managing the whole process yourself, you kind of, you know, you have more control. I guess if you invite other people to participate here, you have to you know, give some of that control up. Yeah, we have... Um it's actually one of my favorite things to do because I think it just brings a whole nother uh, perspective into the window. And, you know, we love it as, as people that uh, install windows to have newness all the time. There is currently so much talk about creating an experience. And I think a lot of the things you've uh, shared with us today are absolutely hardwired into the way that you're um, approaching the design of the windows. Um, in retail, I think experience and interactive and experiential can be somewhat overused or just throwaway words. What is it for you that really sums up a great experience from the window? So, you know, mum and dad and they've brought the children or whoever is looking on, 
What creates the memory? You know, what is it the thing that then forms that lasting impression? Well, I like to say that the phrase that comes to my mind when I was a little kid and my mom took me to see windows, basically, how did they do that? You know, it's as you hope that they ask that. You know, not only the window has to be engaging by possibly being interactive or have movement, but also it has to be a really beautiful window to look at. So when you walk by, you need to be impressed by the craftsmanship, by the artfulness composition. So it's all of those things. It's really truly an art installation for the holiday season where during the more um, fashion and trend sets, it's it's really the focus is a trend. And we really want to relay a message that you know, says, this is what we believe in. This is our edited it list that we would like you to know. And this is what's important. So creating a certain spectacle is part of the show, I guess. Yes, always. I mean, there's theatrical elements to all window installations that are good. So um, really, one of the things that we found um, in the past five years that we've done especially around the Christmas windows, you know, we've talked about the more interactive pieces that we've added. And we found that the customer, whether they're nine years old or 90, um, they still do want to feel and touch the window as well and be engaged with the window. So we've added games, um, interactive games seasonally now for um, past five years. So we do see that, that, that there's a need for that as well as the fact that it's a beautiful spectacle to, to be enjoyed. So rather than something that's just purely just to look at, there are things you can hear or touch or participate in. Absolutely. Last year we had a game, a full-on game on one of our windows where we had a joystick outside and you could uh, play a full game with our character who was called Sunny and you not only were able to move um, the character herself in the window, but you once you moved the joystick, the LED screen responded and there was movement of rockets and other things. So you really did actually play the game and caught her. Um, and then, you know, the at the end of the segment, the words you won came up. So you, you really knew that, you know, the game had ended and it started again. So we do know that over 10,000 people uh, played the game uh, every hour. So, and then we really did notice also that the game was played all day and all night. So, so of course, in the later hours of the evening, it was less played, but it really was truly played 24 hours um, if you really added up all the numbers and the, the touch on the glass. How satisfying is it for you to see, you know, some of those successes come through? You've been working on something, you know, 11 months in advance, no doubt with many, many meetings and lots of hurdles to overcome in that development period. But then when you're getting that reaction and those kind of stats, how do you feel? How do you go home happy? It's just that. It's the reaction of the customer really is what I look for and the smiles on on the customer faces as they come in and interact with the window. Um, we've never really had um, anyone who not, has not enjoyed the windows uh, around the holiday season. I think it's something the customers look for and we're happy to oblige because we love it too. But personally, uh, it's really every window installation at the end of every window installation on my way home on the subway, I have a smile on my face because I've enjoyed it too. 
Macy's Christmas window displays are long-standing and cherished, you know, holiday traditions for US shoppers. You know, what goes into the campaign in terms of planning and development and all those kind of, you know, those, that tick down of the months before you finally go on site? So I'll just run down what the how it really works every year. We begin the process of coming up with ideas and examining last year um, how, what worked, what didn't work. And then from there, this usually happens around January and February. Around March, we pretty much have an idea of what we want to do. We are now very congruent with what's happening in marketing and our ad campaigns, whether it's on television or in print. So we do get together with marketing and understanding that. Um, so around March and May, we have designed and drawn the the uh, upcoming windows, especially the animated ones that are going to the 10 doors. And then in June, we begin scaling and coming up with the architectural renderings of built. And in really mid-June to all the way till October, we are building and creating the actual pieces and the site pieces. And then there's a three-week installation period. Um, and then we go live uh, the Thursday before Thanksgiving every year. Wow, so a, a huge timetable and I guess one where you can never really let the ball drop. No, I mean, you know, there are uh, times that it slows down because we're waiting for possibly approvals or even some of our animation uh, involves uh game writing, which is coding. So we do have to wait for the engineer to, to do that. And then uh, what we do is, especially with the games, because they're interactive and there's a high level of disappointment if they don't work, uh, we really do begin testing that around July. So the games and the interactive actually that piece has to be done first because for about three months, everybody has to play it in the shop to make sure it works and over and over because the usage is very different in your home when you're playing a game than if it's something sitting on the outside of, for example, Herald Square or our Chicago store or, you know, very highly trafficked. So... And, and, and what's been one of the biggest fails, I guess, if, you know, when you're in that, you know, you've been thinking about it, you've had a certain level of approval and then you've come to do the testing and then it's a, OMG, this isn't going to fly. Well... <laughs> We don't like to harp on the ones that <laughs> didn't work, but we did have a, a slight glitch. We uh, actually put a game in the window where you pulled a basically what we called a leveler um, out, and you were able to push this ball through this game. And unfortunately, after so many usage, the balls would get stuck and it would be disappointment. So, you know, and this is something that, over and over, we had tested and tried to correct in the in the shop, and it never had any issues until it started to, you know, have issues in, in a live situation. So really, you know what the answer was? A simple answer as if you were in a um, arcade or anything like that. You literally had to have a handler there handling the balls for the kids. So, and that's what we had to do. There was no solution other than having a real human being there helping customers. And that's what we did. And it actually turned out great because the customers got to talk to people and we got to, you know, show 
show them how to play the game, and so it worked out. So, you, so you recruited a Macy's elf to help. <laughs> to help. Exactly. <laughs> yes, a display all elf is really what it was. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Um, where do you look for inspiration, and is there anywhere that you're thinking, ah, oh, you, know, you know, a really surprising source perhaps for people are listening, where you know things you say, ah, oh, yeah, this is a place I always get something different and new from. Well, I mean, it's not that surprising. I, I really get a lot out of art installations, uh, including uh, outdoor sculpt- sculptures and and uh, outdoor installations. I think, uh, like you've been talking about, all of this being part of an experience, being part of an Insta- Instagrammable moment, all of that has become something that we're aware of. So what I like to see is an art piece or an installation where it actually is is probably original to, to the fact that to the sense that it's uh, hasn't been done necessarily in, in that same material and in the same way. So that's what I like to look at because I can see how I can form it or change it and maybe use it in a window composition. And then I also definitely check out other retailers. Um, in particular, I like the European retailers, like the French department stores. I think they would do a very good job of being congruent also with what's happening in their marketing campaign, their ad campaign, and then what goes in the window. And I really like that. Um, really, all of that comes together, I think, for me. And then I really like theater and opera as well. I think there's a lot to be learned from scenic installation and changing of uh, what I call scene one to scene two. A A lot of our windows have that component because the customer is standing there if something's turning on a turntable and um, there's a transformation of the character. The character may be one thing in scene one and then is something else in scene two. So I would say all of those things come together for me for a great inspirational source. What advice would you give to others, uh, especially perhaps smaller retailers who don't have your presence and resources and budgets, you know, what are your top tips for creating a really terrific window display? I think every window display should be focused on great fashion. That should be the first thing that you try to strive for. Um, You may not be a retail, uh, you may not be a ready-to-wear or a men's retail store. So um, if that is not the case, then it should have a great composition. Don't overload your window and don't show everything you have in your store in your window. It's really about those pieces that are important. So whether that's fashion or it's, you know, hard goods. Um, So together, either focus on fashion and composition or composition. That's really the main idea behind any good window display. There will be lots of people who are listening which are very envious of the role that you have and the opportunity that that is. For anybody who's considering a a role in window displays now, and especially when they're seeing lots of negative headlines about stores and perhaps this isn't an area for for people to place their career choice, what, what advice or encouragement would you give to people who are really starting off and thinking about doing this? I would say continue. I mean, the window display profession is not going away. It's it's continuing. Yes, it is true there aren't as many stores that have windows, but they are definitely stores that still have interesting displays and installations within the store. It's not always a window. It's as you enter a store, what can you do to grab the customer's attention? Um, so, and over and over we hear about 
festivals and, you know, moments where people are going to see music and experience music, but while they're there, there's an outdoor sculpture or there's some kind of installation where obviously everybody's standing and taking a selfie in front of. So all of that is really all can fall under visual display. It's not necessarily going to be in a store maybe for you, but it may be in a uh, festival or music, um, you know, concert or any of that could fall under this profession, I think. Was this always your dream job or, or, or is it something you've kind of, you know, kind of really fought your way into? Well, it was really, um, you know, I've always loved fashion and I loved art. I went to art school and then um, I went to grad school and both places I studied painting and photography. So like I said before, when I got out of grad school, my first job was a scenic painter at um, Macy's. And, you know, and it was really Linda that said, you know, why don't you, you know, when I went in for an interview, because I just really wanted a job to pay for my studio space. And um, they suggested that I go see her because she needed someone. So I really fell into it. It wasn't (laughs) the same way back then um, where you fought your way through. Uh, I think, I think there were just a lot of choices then. Many department stores, many stores had this type of job. So that's really how I fell into it. And I really just fell in love with the process and what that entailed, that it brought together art and fashion. And, and, And that's what I liked about it. And of all of the windows you've done for Macy's, which are some of the ones you're most proud of, the ones that you really kind of almost have in your personal portfolio almost? I really like the ones that, you know, were... Uh, for good causes, you know, for example, all of our pride windows or windows where we focused on um, possibly some of our charity tie-ins. I'm very proud of those windows. But I also just love, um, you know, our holiday windows. There's just nothing like those windows because I do see the reaction of the customer and I, I do get that feedback and and I do appreciate that. But I really also really like our fashion windows because I think there's a lot to be said about showing value and trends in an interesting matter. And I think we do a really good job with that. So I'm not going to be able to finish this interview without trying to gain a a little insight in perhaps what holiday 2019 might have in store. So I'm not expecting you to reveal what it's going to be, but is there any clues that you might want to leave with us? Sure. Um, it's definitely going to be something that you'll see not only in the windows, but in our ad campaign. So it's it's all pulled together as one idea. It's a wonderful character. We love her already. And I think that she's going to have a great advan- adventure um, and really have sort of that one magical moment, what, which is what I look for um, in the window. So I think people will be pleased with what they'll see. So with a a tantalising teaser there, I'd like to thank very much my guest, Roya Sullivan, National Director of Window Presentation for Macy's, who's been in conversation with me, Cole McKeever, for the Retail Exchange. It's been an absolute delight to have you with us and thank you very much indeed for sharing your experiences with us. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Retail Exchange podcast in association with Visual Thinking. Stay up to date with new podcast episodes by subscribing online at theretailexchange.co.uk and join the debate on Twitter, hashtag Retail Exchange. Thanks for listening.